0: hello and welcome to the sunshine and power cuts podcast my name is heather and i am your host this podcast features two types of episodes that alternate sunshine ones offer inspiration drawn from nature and in power cut ones like this one i share insights into my life living off the power grid do you have an interest in or experience with life off the grid or alternative energies or do you have questions I'd love to hear from you. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at sunpowerpod or email me at hello at sunshineandpowercarts.com. You can now also find Sunshine and Power on geeksrising.com. Geeks Rising is a curated podcast network of passionate people encouraging you to explore your interests and empowering you to become a better creator. In association with Geeks Rising, we are hosting the March 2019 Sunshine Summit, which is a week of live streams to celebrate connections. The event runs from the 9th to the 16th of March, which is the 10th to the 17th if you're in a time zone close to New Zealand, and over the eight days we have 11 guests booked. Thank you so much to the patrons of Sunshine and Power Cuts, we have secured a home for the event at sunshinesummit.live. There you'll find the guest list and schedule along with the replays from previous events from 2018, and it's where this year's event will be taking place. So bookmark the page, and if you know the guests, we look forward to celebrating with you. Or if they're new to you, come along to meet them and get to know them. We look forward to connecting you with you in the live chat throughout the event. In this Power Cut episode number 26, we're going to be talking about the New Zealand heatwave that we've had recently, one way of generating electricity from heat, and an awesome article that I came across recently about music by nature. Summer is fiercely here now. It's been a funny season of dark, miserable weather throughout December, but January has come out shining bright and hot. We've had an excess of 33 degrees Celsius and above inside my house, and that's with all the doors and windows open trying to catch a breeze. The humidity has also been up there. There's even been a haze along the ranges that make it difficult to see the view up the valley. A couple of the evenings haven't cooled off, and that's been a bit rough for sleeping, But when the temperature finally has dropped to the low 20s, it's been wonderful. One of the things that's come as a result of the heatwave is that we've got the spa pool operational. It has a pump with a filter and that runs well when we've got plenty of sunshine. In the past, we've had the water cycling through a black alkathene pipe that's in a coil in the sun. The sun heats the black pipe and the water, but it's a slow process. We've also at times used excess hot water from the hot water cylinder and most recently we tried piping the hot air from the roof space through the air vent in the spa pool to utilise that hot air. It's definitely not quite getting the water up to high temperatures but it's definitely taking the chill off which makes it easy to get into when the outside temperature is so hot, your body temperature is hot and the difference between that and the coolness of the pool. In terms of heat differences, when I was recently at the January Podcast Brunch Club meetup that I host, one of the members asked me about whether I had looked into Stirling engines. I hadn't, so when I got home I did look them up and see what they were about. A Stirling engine is a heat engine that operates by a cyclic compression, an expansion of air or other gas at different temperatures, so that there is a net conversion of heat to mechanical work. It's a closed cycle, regenerative heat engine with a permanent gaseous working fluid contained within the system. So basically there's a fluid of gas inside that moves from one side to the other and it's a thermodynamic system. The regenerative element means that it uses a specific type of internal heat exchanger and a thermal store. Apparently this regenerator is what differentiates a Stirling engine from other closed cycle hot air engines and apparently they have quite a few Applications. One of them could be to do with solar power. So they have a big dish of mirrors that beam the light concentrated into one of these Stirling engines. The heat from that light is the difference between that and the outside air, and so the difference causes the Stirling engine to work, and that translates into electricity. Fascinating. Apparently, you can get small handheld ones that will work based on the heat of your hand compared to the air temperature, or you can put them on the top of your coffee cup and the heat from your coffee will make it turn. So that's very interesting. I found it quite a rabbit hole to go down if you want to look them up, or if you have any questions about them, we can talk about them in a future episode. So the last thing I wanted to share with you was an article that I found in my weather updates that I get. And it was from posted by Radio New Zealand a reporter by the name of Tracy Neal and the title was Listen, Newa Scientist Converts Weather Patterns into Music. So there is a scientist called Dr. Smart. And his expertise is in assessing natural hazards from floods caused by storms and tsunami. And what he does is gather weather data, of course. And he was going off to a science symposium, and the symposium was asking for creative submissions. So he thought, why not take the data that he's captured and turn it into music? And the data that he captured was Christchurch temperature rainfall, wind speed and direction plus the rainfall from Arthur's Pass, the Waimakariri river levels and head sea level. And the hourly values that he captured were played at a rate of 4 per second. I think the track is about 5 minutes long and it's really interesting because he took the data and assigned musical instruments to them in a software program and let it play out. And it's interesting how it's kind of a bit rhythmic. So it's not creating a piece of music himself it's just literally the data playing back in terms of music the instruments he kind of associated with the rainfall from the mountains is different to the rainfall from the plains the hills he kind of used a deep orchestral type and the plains is more like a glockenspiel or doorbell and yeah it was just about looking at things from a different perspective is what he said in the article he's not actually a musician himself but he was interested in what it would be like to have the data play back in that way And apparently his score was a big hit at the conference with some thinking he had convinced a symphony orchestra to record the piece. So it's really cool to be able to present data in a fun and interesting way. And it actually made me think about when the weather is happening, the earth has music for those who listen is a quote by Shakespeare. And I'm going to be looking at that more closely in the next Sunshine episode. So until then, be empowered by nature.